glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, we can do better than that. Hallelujah. Let's shout a big hallelujah. Let's shout a big hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you because of your goodness. We thank you because of your love. We thank you because of your kindness. You are a good God. You answer prayers. You lead us. You guide us. Thank you for the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gift of righteousness. Thank you for who we are in you and what we have in you. Thank you just for loving us and teaching us to love you. And once again, we're seated before your word this morning. And we're asking for those online or, off or on site that as the word of God is taught and preached, there will be illumination. There will be revelation. There will be answers, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you the praise and the glory. Lord, in this season, I'm praying people are stepping out, starting new businesses. People are stepping out, building their first house, their second house, rental income, scaling their businesses. That there will be provision and funding for all of those businesses. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please, you can have your seats. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 All right. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, just by the way of announcement, um, March 30th, 31st, and the 1st, we will be fasting and praying. So I wanted to know ahead of time. Well, normally we'll do first, second, and third, but first, second, and third is Saturday and Sunday. And I've just noticed over time that it's very complicated to fast on the weekend. Have you noticed that also? Yeah, for a lot of people, it's very complicated. People have to cook for the kids. You know, there's more time to pray, but there's also more time to eat. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we'll fast, you know, on those days and it will be really, really good. It will be really, really good in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God today? Yeah. All right. So um, um, also, just to, by the way of information, sometime in the, in, in the next few weeks, we will change the venue of our church here. We will move into an event center for about three months and move back. And about two, two to three months later, uh, and the reason why is that we're working on an expansion project, like you know, yeah, yeah. So two things we're working on: we're working on the car park, three things: the car park, the children's church, and this church. So by the time we come back, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a big project. That's the truth. I I thought it was something that was just a small project, I, a week, a month, but no way. It's taking us about three months thereabouts. And um, costing us hundreds and hundreds of millions to be able. But it's good by the time we get back, we'll be able to sit, I think, double of the capacity of the people we're sitting right now. The children's church also will be double. And we'll also be able to have a car park that can double the number of cars. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I'm just letting you know because when the time comes, I will make the announcement so that you can, you know, you can just adjust and that's easy for everyone. Amen. 
for those of you online, it will make no difference at all. You literally not notice it. You know, just have to sit down in your houses and, and keep watching. The second thing is this. You know, as we're growing together as a church, a lot of people have joined our church in the last one year. And um, the thing is that someone says, when I, so I just want to know this. Once you come to Harvesters, what does the next night do after I'm here for the first time? The next step for everyone is to go to the Go Track. The Go Track is four classes that are independent. You can attend any weekend at all. But the classes are meant to help you to grow. That's what they're meant to do. So it's one class to help you grow. The ultimate goal is that we're hoping that everyone can belong to a small group. And I'm saying so because this is very important. This is very, very important for us in the life of our church. We've done our small group a certain way, but we're changing it. For example, Pastor Nee, you know, please come here. You know, he's here. And that's our small group in Ikoi right there. That's our small group in Ikoi. All of you that stay in Ikoi, you want to link up with him. And we're going to divide into groups. We're having small groups for small groups on parenting, small groups that run, you know, fitness, small group, that kind of thing. Thank you. And the reason why is that um, I just noticed over time that what helps people grow spiritually is the relationships they build. More than the teachings that they hear, the relationships they build. So I want to really encourage everyone that we need to build such relationships. Some of you are single people. I mean, I, I came across some people and they say, Pastor, thank you for the small group. That was where I met my wife. That was where I met my husband. That was very nice. It was in the single small group. I said, oh, fantastic. You know, and just meeting, you know, meeting that, that way. So, so we're doing small groups. We're going to, and it's tailored, the way we're structuring it now, we're trying to tailor it according to the specific areas of needs. So we're going to have small groups for um, fitness, all of it. I love to run on Saturday. So just imagine that you guys run on Saturday. You can just fellowship that way. People are junior managers, people that are new managers, people that are just getting managerial positions, senior managers, small group for real estate people, and small group for people trading cryptocurrency or just trading. You know, so those kind of small groups, small groups for people that, you know, are dealing with recovery, so different kind of things that way. Is it a good idea? Praise God. So someone says, how do I join? So there are two primary ways you can join. Number one, after the service, go, um, go, to, go for Go Track. That's a way to join. But also on the social media accounts, there are phone numbers. Just text the number and say, this is me. This is where I am. This is where I stay. Um, what do you think will be the best small group for you? And someone will give you a call, and we can just load you up into the system and get you there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And also, if you would love to lead one, we also would love you to lead one. It's actually open. It's not, you don't have to be super spiritual. We just wanted to lead in an area of your passion, just in an area of your passion. So I have, you know, if you know crypto, you don't have to speak in tongues and how to trade crypto. You want to teach us crypto? I have a group for that. You know, um, what they call it, you want a group for young couples? I have a group for that. You want a group of people that can pray? I have a group for that. You want a group of people that can run? I have a group for that. You want a group of people that can lose weight? We have a group for that. They just meet and they lose weight together by discussing how to, how to lose weight. Praise the Lord. So, you know, praise the Lord. So, it's good. We have a group for prophets. You know, we have a group for that. And thank God that we have a prophet in our church. So, you know, we, you know, we just have a group of prophets and we just get into the meeting and just prophesy to one to another. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are we ready for the word of God today? Okay, let's turn our Bible to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 9. I'm always thankful for all of you that are always responding to it during services. You make it so easy to preach. All of you, all, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise God, thank you, thank you. 
All of you that don't respond on the right hand side, may God forgive you your sins. <laughs> thank, thank you, my sister. Thank you, my sister. But don't just respond now during the whole. It makes it very easy to preach, you know. It, it's, it's easier that way. All of you online, you need to be writing and, you know, don't behave like if you, if you it's always like, Tell him after the service, that was a very powerful message. No, no, no. If you need to stand up, like, oh my God, if you stand up and do that, then I know that the Holy Ghost has come down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even Patricia will be like, my God, Jesus came down today. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. So, are we ready for the Word of God? You see, yeah. Exactly. Are you ready for the Word of God? Yes. Yes, we're ready for the Word of God. We're ready for the Word of God. We're ready for the Word of God. Oh, yes, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's, that, that's very exciting. Praise God. Hallelujah. Someone says, I love a quiet church, wrong church. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 in verse 16. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 in verse 16. So today, we're, we're really teaching about how to believe God for project and business funding. And the background is this. This is the background. Some of you, this teaching will be something you practically know and all of those kind of things. And if you practically know it, I want to thank God for your life and really love you for that. And it can remind you and build faith. But for some people, you will hear this for the first time. And when you hear teaching for the first time, you want to take time, let it settle in and absorb it and all of those things. So one of the challenges I've met with people is this. And people always tell me this often and tell me that, I've been praying to have this funding to do this. I've been praying to have this funding to do that. I've been praying to have this funding to do this. So there's always someone that is trying to start a business and needs some funding for it. There's always someone that I meet that is trying to build a house and is stuck halfway and is praying for some kind of breakthrough. There's always someone that gets an IPO or some kind of government contract and needs some funding for it. So, you know, instead of, you know, I just believe that what is the Lord saying? What is the what is God teaching us about this kind of funding? About this kind of funding. What is God teaching us? So let's read. Let's just read some foundation. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 in verse 16. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 in verse 16. Then said I, let's start from verse 15. I think that's a good place to start from. Now there was found in it a poor, there was a city, there was found in the city, a poor wise man, and he by his wisdom, deliver the city. Now, take notes for this. The Bible says, yet no man remembered the same poor man. Why? Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, not because he's not wise, because he's poor. This is the reason why you must never be poor. You know what poverty does? Poverty makes firstborn, lastborn. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is, this is what poverty does. So all of a sudden, the person that should have a say cannot have a say. Because all of a sudden, there's no money to back up what he says. So even when he says, we're going to do this. Then the one that has the money says, who's going to pay for it? And he says, we don't know. And he says, that's what we're going to do. The one that's going to pay for it says, this is what we're going to do. And he's going to pay for it. And everybody goes, perfect idea. Perfect idea. Perfect idea. Nothing is more humorous than the laughter of a billionaire. Praise God. Have you noticed that? The guy says, nothing that is funny and good. <laughs> and everybody finds it so funny. So, back to the teaching. So, back to the teaching. So, 
The Bible says, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised. And his words, now this is very powerful and touching. He says, his words are not heard. And this is why as a Christian, you should make up your mind never to be in the category. And the reason why is that if you have a message and you can't be heard, then your message will never be heard. So, when people don't have resources, they don't have funding, one thing that happens to them is this, their voice is taken. So, in the space they operate in, they have no voice. In the family they are in, they have no voice. In the business they are in, they have no voice. Primarily, their voice is taken. Their voice is taken. So, let's get back to the scripture. So, so, so what, what is important for us when we have projects, when we have business to get this all sorted out? The first thing is this, because it takes finances to translate ideas into products. No matter what you do, it's going to take finances to translate ideas into products. It's going to take finances. So the reason why people always have all those great ideas, but they never seem to have Practical ways to express it is that they are hooked financially. The second thing that why, why the business funding is important is this. The business funding is going to determine the size of the business you do. The person that enters real estate with 10 million and the person that enters with 100 million are going to do real estate differently. And that's why we need to sort this out as soon as possible so that we can exactly know what to do. We can exactly know what to do. So, I'm just going to link into the second thing. So, the second thing is this. Why do people, people seem to always be praying about finances? Why do people, they're always praying about finances? Because, you know, in next level, I have this huge amount of prayer requests. And I can tell you that 75% of prayer requests in next level is about money. It's always about money. It's always about money. So, the question, and people have great prayer requests around that. But the question is that, why do people... Why can't they get the funding even when they're praying? Why does this matter the price not working? Why does this matter the price not working? So I want to show you something here quickly. John chapter 6. And if you've been here before, you'll have seen me do this before, but it's great. John chapter 6. Verse 4. The Bible says this, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews was near. And when Jesus was lifted up, when Jesus lifted up his eyes rather, and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, what did he say? One to go. Let's shoot together. One to go. No, no, no. I said let's shoot together. I didn't say let's stay together. Let's shoot together. One to go. Oh, wow. That's a simple question. Okay. When shall we buy bread that what? This may eat. So let me get someone to answer it. Chisholm, come. Come and answer that question for me. So I want to ask you, you know, Chisholm here, just come. So we come to church and I see everybody. Chisholm, when can we buy bread to feed everybody? We can buy it now. Where? We can buy it right away. Where, where, where can we buy it? There's Trimats. There's Trimats? Yes. If we don't want Trimats, give me two or three places. Uh, there's Ibano down the road. There's Ibano. There's another Ebono across the road. There's another Ebono. There's shop right to buy bread, yes, right? Yes, Fantastic. Because 
The answer to a where question is what? A location answer. Yes or no? Where do we buy bread? Thank you. That's very good. But when your mindset is not right, you never hear what is said. You hear the way you see. Watch. Watch the question. Let's read again. Verse 5. The Bible says, And Jesus asked Philip, Where shall we buy bread that this may eat? Verse 6. Ready? Want to go? He told him the place, right? Look at the verse 6. Want to go? And he said this to prove. See, this is very powerful. Every time God asks you a question, know that God is not trying to learn from you. He's trying to reveal your foolishness to you. Because how can God ask you a question when he knows the answer and he knows what he will say? He wants you to hear yourself. Glory to God. He, he wants you to hear yourself. I'm like, oh, is that what you think? So the Bible says this, and he says this to prove him for what? For he himself knew what he would what? Do. Good. So what did Apostle Philip say? The next line. Let's go. Want to go? Hold on. Let's, we can do better. Want to go? Did you notice Philip did not answer the question? Scarcity mentality makes you see poverty in another way. The question was simple. See, this is the power of mentality. They asked you, where do you buy bread? He could not even comprehend that they could buy bread to feed everybody. So he just went to what was easy for him. He said, sir, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them. Did you see that it just moved to what was impossible? Is that not how you are? Because in answer to your prayer, God will show you opportunity. But how you, you will not see it all. You will see what you cannot do. The question is, where? Very simple. Oh, we can buy in Galilee from the woman at the roadside. We can buy in Jerusalem from this and this. We can buy here. Philip just said, where? Be you know why? Because he didn't hear where. All he heard was, can we afford it? That's a great time to clap. That, that, that's a great time to clap. That's all he heard. Praise God. How do I know that's what he heard? What did he answer? That's what he answered. See, I'm saying that when it comes to resources, the reason why people don't get resources is first internal, the mindset. Someone says, um, and I'm going to show you today. I'm, to, today, is, you're going to be changed. I'm telling you, you're, something will change. Uh, let me tell you, when I met someone outside, they said, Pastor, I've moved. I said, something moved in me in the service. It will move. Philip just, Philip just said, turn it, because that was the way he was thinking. So the question now is that I'm trying to raise 50 million for my business. I'm trying to raise $300,000 to buy the house. I'm trying to raise $1 million to do this. How can I really do it? Listen to me. The reason why people don't access funding or provision for their project is this. The number one reason they don't believe they have can do it. Their mindset is limited. And I'll prove it to you. Everybody look at it. Look here. Let's prove this. Let's, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I want to do an experiment. 
How many of you have been trying to raise one million for your business for at least one or two years, but you have not been able to raise it? I'll not, I'll not raise up your hands. I'll tell you what to do. Just up down, just quickly. Just up down. You understand what I'm talking about? Okay. Online, just say I'm there. Are you ready? So this is a question. You've been trying to raise one million for your business for the past two years. You have not raised it. Ready? Oh yeah. Up down. No, let's be honest. Praise God. You've been trying to raise it for two years and you couldn't raise it. One, two, up down. Did you see loads of hands? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you that you saw loads of hands. Good. So you couldn't raise it. Why couldn't you raise it? Because you couldn't. The same persons that couldn't raise one millionaire for their business. If the doctor tells you tomorrow and says something has gone with your kidney, you need 7.5 million to, for, your, for you to stay alive. And you need that money in one month. Ladies and gentlemen, would they find it? Oh, wow. You could not raise one million for your business, but you could raise 7.5 million for that. Why could you find it? The reason you could not raise the one million was not because you couldn't. It was something you should do. Not, it was something you should do, not something you must do. When it came to health, it became something what you must do. So, what I'm saying to you is this. When it comes to funding, and until it becomes something you must do, your mindset does not shift. So, it, it, yeah, yeah, if I have two million, I will do that. If I have ten million, I will do that. If I have this, I will do that. It's something you want to have. It's something you should do. But if it becomes, I must, then you're going to get it. Have you noticed with all the money you don't have, you'll find wedding money? Because all of a sudden, where do you find the provision for? It moves for something you should do to something what you must do. So the reason why people don't access finances first is the mentality. And the reason why the mentality does not change is because it's something, it's in what that thing is. It's still in should do. It's in that thing. It's still should do. So, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know I, I, I mean, there are people here. Just imagine for two years, you've been trying to raise one million there. Two years. Two years, two, 24 months, you've been trying to raise one millionaire. Now the doctor says that if you don't raise five millionaire, something will happen to your life. You'll be like, no, 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 no. I mean, let me give you a good example. How many of you have seen people that have lost weight drastically? I mean, they drop massively. Have you seen someone like that? Okay, good. How many of you are like that here? You dropped weight radically. You dropped weight radically. You did. Okay, thank you. Wonderful. How many of you lost like 10 kg? You lost 10 kg. You lost 10 kg. You, you lost 10 kg? Over 10 kg. And you maintained it? Good. Was it related to health? Yeah. You know, you didn't know, you didn't, you didn't ask me why I knew it's related to health. It's not prophetical. The reason why is that everybody knows losing weight is something they should do. Yes or no? People that do it, they don't do it until they must. So it's when they go to the hospital and the doctor tells them and say, hmm, the way you are going, five more years, your liver will pack up except you lose weight. What happened? What happened? All of a sudden, they should do becomes what a must do. Look, look at that brother. He lost 10 kg. How did I know it was related to health? Because as soon, health is a big joker card. 
See, I'm only saying to you that the reason why you've not gotten the funding is that it's something you should do. It's something you want to do. It's not something you must do. When it's something you must do, you will find a way. So you want to uh, say, well, you 100 million for the business. You said, hey, if you don't get 100 million, even if it's 20 that we get, we will do it. If you don't get at all, we'll, at least we'll manage what we have. Until... So you're giving yourself all these reasons. And this is what the Bible says. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So once you've thought in your heart that, I mean, I can find my way around the capital if I don't get it, you will never get it. Someone say Hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. That's why when people make huge financial changes, it always comes out of crisis. I'm telling you. I don't know if you've not read the story before that 80% of the world's millionaires right now came from poor backgrounds. You now wonder, what about those that were born to rich family and their father gave them money? Their father gave them money, but they didn't have drive. So, keeping what was something they should do was not something they must do. But people that the fire of poverty is chasing them from their house. Glory to God. I said glory to God. This is very powerful. Mm. <laughs> Look at the stories of the four leopards in First Samuel. The Bible says the four leopards told themselves, he said, if we stay here, we die. If you go there, we die. Let's go and go and go and die. See, there's something about crisis that makes you do what you have never done before. Very powerful. But what I'm saying is this. You don't even have to wait for a crisis. You know, I, I, was, I was on Instagram recently and um, I, I saw a lady. She's a fitness coach. And maybe you've seen it before because it was um, an advert. And she was saying that the reason why she actually lost weight, that she was very, very big, was because of her boyfriend. That her boyfriend cheated on her, abused her, and said she was massive. And because of that, she, you know, but she had always wanted to lose weight. All she found now was what? The motivation to lose weight. Let me tell you, you can find capital. All you need is the right motivation to find capital. That's what I'm going to. It's not something you want to do. When it's something you want to do, you will do it. And that's what I want to say to you. This is what I want to say to you. That you need to find a way to make sure that your should do should become what must do. Yeah, that's it. You need to find a way that I should do this must become what I must do this. The second reason why people cannot access. So, so that's the first reason why people cannot access funding. So the first reason was because they cannot see it. They cannot believe for it. There's a limiting pattern within them that says it can be done. The second reason why people cannot access funding is this. Because there's no strategy. Let's turn our Bible to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh yeah, Proverbs chapter 6. How do you change your should do to must do? Get a piece of paper. Write what you want to do. Write why you must do it there. As you keep writing why you must do it there, if you meditate, it will enter your spirit. Because the human spirit has the capacity to create things. But it will create what's most important to you. Proverbs chapter 6. Verse 6. 
The Bible says this. So why don't people access funding? Watch this now. It said, go to the hand, it said, go to the hand thou sluggard, consider our ways and be wise. Having no guide, having no overseer or ruler, watch what it does. It provides a meat in a summer and gathers a food in the harvest. How long will you sleep, O sluggard? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? I'm going to jump to verse, let's verse 10. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall poverty come to you as one that traveleth and thy want as a need man. So why don't people access funding? The reason why is this, because they don't have a strategy. They don't have a strategy. I want to ask you something. I know you want to do this, but do you have a funding strategy? See what the Bible says about the ant. The Bible says the ant. What does the ant do? The Bible knows that the ant knows that in winter when it's raining, he can't go ahead and do much. So during summer, the Bible says go and see the ant without guide, without overseer, without ruler. He provides a meat in summer and gathereth a food in the harvest. A lot of people want to do something, but there's no financial strategy. If you want to have a project, ask yourself, how can I fund this? How can I do this? How can this happen for me? This is very important to all of us. Lest you get halfway and the thing dies right in the middle. There must be a very, very clear financial strategy. Very, very clear financial strategy. I mean, the answer is something that God, God says you should look at. The Bible says during summer, it's taking a... See, when it's summertime, are you gathering? I'll give an example. Right now, there are, some, there are opportunities, depending on where we live. There are programs you can engage in, and they can begin to help you plan for your children's school fees. There are things you can do right now to begin to own a house. But most of us don't think about it until we get there. Most people don't think about their house rent till two months of house rent. But very wise people go like, I don't have to wait for two months of my household. I can begin to do something every month gradually towards my household. Most times when people are in financial distress, it's just a function on unapplied financial wisdom. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. So let's close with this, Nehemiah chapter 1. So I've told you the two reasons why people get to, don't get it. Number one, there's no planning. There's no planning. There is no planning. There is no planning. Nehemiah chapter 1. Glory to God. Verse 2. Then, so this is, this is how I believe. That God normally blesses people and provides funding for them. And it's something very powerful. I've seen this over and over in the scripture. I just want to use the life of Nehemiah to help us see this in a very powerful way. Watch this now. That Hananiah, one of my brethren, came and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. The Bible says in verse 3, and they said to me, the remnant that left of the captivity are in the province in great affliction and great reproach. And the walls of Jerusalem also is broken down. And the gates are also burnt with fire. That's terrible news. Verse 4. 
And it came to pass that when I heard this, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Now, this is what I'm going to. Every time, watch this now. Every time, this will happen. God wants to change your state, your financial state. What it does that in the current state, it creates the discomfort. I'm telling you. Sometimes, you know, you will think you're doing one in business. And when God wants to really challenge you, you know what it's going to do? He will just make you be in a place where a certain person that will inspire will come, maybe your friend. And the friend will share a testimony with you. And that testimony will just set you on fire. You will be like, you've been doing well. And it's not as if you're not appreciated. But God begins to use his story to challenge you. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to tell a story. I'm trying to find a way to tell it without, you know, telling the story. I have like a group of people I mentor. And there's a way they do business. The one that said the newest business came. So just about five of them and said, Pastor, things are working on. He said, my business I started four weeks ago. He said, and they are all into the same business. He said, the f- he said this is the fourth week. In one week, I've made 10 million. Ah. The other guys in their businesses were also doing well. But it was not, you know, so this guy that started made 10 million in one week, you know what happened? Within the next four weeks, everybody in that group had doubled their finances. And the reason why was that <laughs> when I saw it, I laughed. But I understood what was happening. God used someone's story to make everybody uncomfortable. That's what God did. And I'm saying to you that when God wants to change your story, he will do something that will make you uncomfortable. You will, let me tell you, when you moved to Lekki, you were staying at, um, where's that place that I've done now? What? Shongotedo, Badore. At least I moved to Lekki. We're driving, driving, driving. After some time, you just said, what is wrong with me? Is this place Lekki? But you said you had moved to Lekki. He said, no, 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 no. Anywhere beyond Todd and about is no longer Lekki to me. What happened to you? God will create that discomfort inside you. And the reason why he creates it is this. is hoping that he can use the discomfort to get your attention. Look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah only heard the news. Jerusalem had been burned down. The gates have been burned down. But the challenge is that most of us don't know how to respond to that discomfort. Most some of you do businesses, you just come to me and say, you know what? All this thing of 2 million, 3 million, 4 million, I'm not doing again. I do this of 4 million, you make 100,000, I'm not doing again. The business I want to start doing right now is this amount. Has that happened to you before? And you will not know why you're doing that, but it's just a discomfort. What you don't know is this. The Bible says in 1 Timothy that God works in you both to what? Will. And to what? Do. Someone say to will. will. And to what? Do. Someone say to will. will. Someone say and to what? That's it. And the reason why, let me show you another scripture. Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4. Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
sorry, Micah chapter 4, not Malachi. Micah chapter 4, verse 10. The Bible says, be in pain and labor to bring forth old daughter of Zion like a woman in travail. So, God says that this transition point is essential because of what is going to happen to you next. So, what happens here, it's very powerful. How does God really bless us is that there will be that discomfort that is created. And all we have to do as Christians is to begin to understand this discomfort I feel, what does it mean? And that's why when you read the book of Nehemiah chapter 1, you will notice that in chapter verse 2 and verse 3, he had something. And in the next verse, the Bible says he began to pray. Why? It's important that when we get that discomfort, we don't respond in the flesh. Let's respond in the spirit. He began to pray. He began to pray. Why? Prayer does three things. It will give you perspective. It will give you strategy. And it will bring empowerment. He began to pray. He began to pray. Many of you are here that there's something that God is using to challenge you, but you're running away from it. And God knows how to use things to challenge you. There's something that God is using to, you know, I'll give an example. Maybe you come from a family and God says, begin to pray your brother's school fees. And you're like, hey, I'm going to do an end. The reason why God is telling you that he wants to expand your income. But if he doesn't give you a reason why, you will not expand. So, he, what God begins to throw you weights. Praise God. Bring, bring my weights here. This is what God begins to do. When God wants to help you, this is not a lot of weight, but this is what God does. God will just give you weight to carry. God will just give you weight to carry. You know, just give. The reason why is that once you give you weight to carry, you have to develop muscles. How does God develop your financial muscle? By giving you financial weights to carry. Praise God. So, when you have mastered 3 kg, he adds to it and gives you 6 kg and say, carry them. Because this is the only way you are going to develop financial weight. You are going to have financial weight. Sorry. This is the only way you are going to develop financial muscles by getting what? Financial weights to carry. You know the problem? The problem is this. Are you ready? I'm going to trade at you. This is the problem. When God shows you weights, most of us will say, I don't want in avoiding God's weight, you will not develop financial muscles. Did you get that? Did you get that? Because this is, this is you. So God wants to increase you financially and God says, you know what? I want to start praying your brother's school fees. And that school fees is already one point. It's about four million. Maybe let's just get a good day. How much is school fees now? Two million per year? Something like that in private school, right? So two million per year. You say, hey, where will I find the money from? That's not how you think. When God shows you weight... You carry the weight. In you carrying the weight, the provision will come. Let me tell you something there. Eh? When Jesus Christ saw the multitude, must he feed them? Must he feed them? No. Why did he feed them? The moment he came to his heart, I should feed them. He understood. In the instruction of feeding them comes the provision of feeding them. He did not say that uh, we don't have food here. No, sir. He says that uh, let us feed first. In taking that step, it will happen. You want to increase financially, create more space. Yeah, well, you, know what you want to increase financially, do what? Create more space. How do you create more space? You know say, hey, some of you say, I'm just believing God for 100 million. To do what? It's, a, it's an empty request. 
you need weight. You know, when you go and say, Father, I'm believing for them, you know, because we want to buy that property, we want to buy that property, we want to open this office in New York, in Manhattan, and the rent is just, just a small office, it's $40,000 per year. Aha! You're talking. But what happens is that when God wants to help you, and once he chose you, once he chose you, see, he says, I want to bless you. So he said, oh yeah, take, you know, then all of a sudden, people just were smart. We avoid it. The weight drops. And we think the weight drops. And we don't realize. I'll give an example. And this will apply to a lot of people overseas. You have the option to get a mortgage. But as we are praying, the Spirit of God says to you, don't pay 10% mortgage, pay 50%. And you wonder, what's the problem? Uh, this house is $40,000. If I get $40,000, which I have, I will pay the money and own the house. But the more you pray about it, and you don't understand, the Spirit of God is intentionally putting weight on you. And you're wondering, why is he not allowing me to pay 40000 Because he wants to develop your muscle. He wants to develop your muscle. He, but the thing is that, as you say, you just pay for it, I'm not hearing, pay for it, just say that. I didn't hear that. So you just, you just, I didn't hear that. You just dropped the weight. I, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Let me go on. And you know what? You eventually do the house and pay 10%. You've lost the opportunity to go. Reason why is that if you had picked up the weights, if you had picked up the weights and say, I'm meant to pay 40000 but the Spirit of God has to pay $200,000 as my down deposit. As you pick up the weights, there will all of a sudden be a development in your financial muscle. Without you knowing where to come for, 200000 will flow. And guess what? This is what happened. That weight came for that assignment. But when that weight is gone, muscle has been built over. What does that mean? Your financial capacity has been built for such a long time now. Are you running away from weight? How many of you have God told you, give one million and say, how much do I make? <laughs> and God is saying, you don't understand how this works. I'm trying to build your muscle. Because in this service, see, how will God bless you? You don't understand. God, you have to create the vacuum. For you to be few. That's why if you learn from the woman with the issue with, um, with, the, with, the, with the pot of oil, the Bible says, and when the vessel was finished, the oil stayed. That's why provision rises level of vision. That's why provision what rises to the level of what vision. Have you noticed how much when house rent is coming, you can save a lot? It just seems as if there's a lot to gather because provision rises to the level of vision. So when God wants to expand you, this is the first thing. The, so, and he does it through a lot of things. It can be a news, it can be crisis. He, God has a lot of tools to use. Listen to this. When Nehemiah heard that the city was burnt, he could have said, I'm just a servant too. What concerns me there? No, there was a burden he felt. He took the weight and took it to God in prayer. And God said, it is your weight. Do something about it. And he began to carry his weight. And the whole of the book of Jeremiah is a whole book of project find, projects and how God sponsored and funded the projects. You know the good thing about weight? Once you've done things once or twice, every time God throws it at you, you don't run away because you understand what will happen again. A lot of you, you've not done the first one. So you don't understand what will happen. But when you understand what will happen, you will not run away from weights. 
Ask your neighbor, are you running away from weight? Glory to God. I say glory to God. Let, let, me, let me say this quickly. You know, we're having Next Level Conference in London. And all of you that have friends and family, let them to attend. Everybody's going to be great. So I told them, I said, let's go and look for venue. The first venue they saw, they said that they could not take us. They said that we should sign on that taking that people will not fall down. I said, ah, no, no, no. I said, people will fall. No, there's nothing that people will, people will fall. They will not injure themselves, but they will fall. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The second venue will find popular venue. They came back and said, sir, the venue has been found. Venue plus sound system, 60,000 pounds. I think 50 or 60, I can't remember again. But 50 or 60,000 pounds. That's the cost. Ah. I hope you know that in Nigeria, that's about 50 million. For a one-day event. Uh -huh. It's coming in, Abi. Yeah, it's sinking. That you do one day, not that, just, just one day meeting, oh, 50 million. We've not, three hours, oh, three hours, oh. So, we've not spoken about travel costs, hotel costs, logistics, other things. So, by the time you finish the cost chart, you eventually get to about 100, 120. So, you're talking about in one meeting, you'll spend 120,000, 120 million. I knew that this was it. Of course, I went to pray. And we began to look for other venues. But I came back and said, you know what, guys? This is a big thing. If that's the only venue available for our program, let's use it. You know why? I understand when God is throwing the weights. I understand when God is throwing the weights. Thank God that we found somewhere it's not that expensive again. But two things happened. After church, I just stepped out. I just saw one girl. She can't be more than 28. Just came and said, Pastor Bolaji, I stay in Nigeria, but this is about London meeting. God spoke to my heart. He said, this is a check for NLP London. This is a check for NLP US. He said, that, he said this is the first of my many checks that has to come. I looked at it. They were in millions. I said, thank you, Jesus. Another lady came from London. He said that, I don't know how the Lord has blessed you with me. He said, based on where I am, I should not be anywhere in London. He said, through your ministry, the lady is about maybe 30 years old. He said, through your ministry, the Lord changed my mind. He said, I'm a single lady. I have nothing. I have no child. He said, I earn money in hundreds of thousands of pounds every month. He said, I just want to let you know that NLP bill, whatever you want me to do that the Lord says to you, tell me. You know the thing? I love the way you are clapping. I love the way you are clapping. But that's not how it starts. How it starts is that when they throw the weight at you, you will receive it. So the Lord says, go and look at that house on the left, Mikoi. Don't say I have no money. He has strong weight at you. Go and look at it. Are, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Let me tell you a true life story. This was how someone got a house. The Lord told him, go and look at the house. He began to bargain. Really, he didn't have the money. It got to a point. The person said, you know what? Sir, I just came by faith. I don't have the money. <laughs> Guess what? The builder of the house just said, you know what? I'm impressed. You're a young family. I have children like you. Tell me what you can give me. He said, tell me what you can give me. He said, sir, 
I don't want to embarrass you. He said, tell me what you can do. The guy said, we'll give you 10%. He said, that's fine. He said, this is a payment plan. <laughs> pay the rest. Is it okay with you? He said, you allow me to pay for this amount of years? He said, go ahead and pay. He said, I just feel as if I should help you. See, the thing is this. This is the power. This is, and I'm telling you the truth. This is the power. See, this is, and let, I want to balance it because the way I've told you now, it's almost like someone will give you money. But in business, it doesn't work that way. Someone can give you money, but I, don't want, I want your mind to be well acute. You will just move to a place and you just discover that where you need help, where you cannot, God will just raise you a partner. But the first thing you have to do is to carry it. You must deal with the mentality that says, I should, so I must. Then number two, you must have a strategy. Then number three, when the weight comes to you, you carry the weight. You say, ah, we're buying nights somewhere. Is that no, I can't buy. Why did that information come to you? You should take that information to prayer. Father, why was I told they're so in land impact view? Why was I told that stolen and impact? Why was is it because you want me? This is the thing because I'm not saying every virtue that comes to you is from God. That's why you take it to God in prayer. Because why am I hearing this thing? I'm not a, are you a child of coincidence? No, what I hear is my destiny. What I where I step is my destiny. So there's a reason why I'm hearing this. Why am I hearing that they are selling property in Park Lane? Why am I hearing that? Why am I hearing that same party in Mayfair in London? As soon as you hear your natural mind say, stop it, it's not your size. You say, it's not about my size, it's about my God's size. Why? Greater is it, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. he said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Listen to me, if you judge me by my size, you are making a mistake. Because I'm 1,000 times bigger on the inside than on the outside. Are you here somebody? But this one the changes. You take the desire like Nehemiah. You go to God in prayer and process and say, Father, this is what it is. The reason why is this. You want to know, is this the flesh of the Spirit? And why? If it's of the Spirit, let's bet in the Spirit. That, look at Micah 4.10 again. Micah 4.10. Look at it. This is what Micah was saying. It says, you will be in pain. It will not be your natural place of discomfort. Let me tell you something. Many of you, by divine destiny, should be in your house already. But the problem is that that transition is going to, is going to challenge you. Your business should be making its first one billion now. But it's going to challenge you. And you don't like challenges. You love to say, ah, we do 100 million. We are okay there. Hey, let it challenge you. Ah, hallelujah. It cannot kill, it can only stretch you. What I say, it cannot kill you, it can only what? Stretch you. See what it says in verse 10. He says, be in pain. And do what? Labor. So there is that energy push. Why is that labor? Because I'm in transition. There's something on the inside I must push to come out. It's a labor to bring forth. Old of Zion. Like a woman in travail. For now thou shalt go forth under the city and dwell in the field. So you go to God in prayer. The Bible says, Nehemiah went to pray. And why is it important to pray? This is the reason why it's important to pray. To know if that's what God wants you to do or it's of the flesh. But the second reason why it's important to pray is this. Even when you want to do that thing, you must not bet the work of the spirit by the arm of the flesh. You, this is the, let me tell you, this what I just said now is the concept of Ishmael. What's the concept of Ishmael? 
Abraham tried to produce the work of the Spirit through the method of the flesh. He didn't produce an Isaac, but an Ishmael. The problem with an Ishmael is this. Ishmael is a type of result that the flesh produces instead of what the Spirit produces. What do I mean? So, as the Lord showed you the house, hey, he said, and God says, go for it. Instead of it, wait for God's timing. You remember your ex-boyfriend that is a director at NMPC. You now go and meet him and say, ah, boy, I'm here. Let's come and collect something. As you come and collect it, overtake him. You were there for three nights. You collected money and collected other things. Praise God. You will not come to church. You know we don't know everything. Praise the Lord. The Lord has done it. Ah, my brother, that's not the Lord. Ah, that's, we know what the Lord does, what the Lord doesn't do. That, that's not the Lord. Ah, you, you did it, but you helped the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ah, Where well, you were slaughtered on the altar. Praise God. Ah, that's not the Lord. Though. <laughs> Some things, I, praise God. Don't say I'm a small girl with a big God. We know where your God is. Oh. Ah, your God is a chief or a senator. We know where your God is. Oh. Uh-huh. It's not Jehovah Jireh I'm talking about. We know Jehovah Jireh. He's the one that gives and does not take back. Praise God. He gives and does not remove clothes. Praise God. He gives and does not remove clothes. Are, are you here, somebody? When the flesh is coming, so this is this is this is Ishmael. Ishmael, when Abraham was trying to have a child, and Sarah was not having a child, so I said, "Take my." Has help. Hey, guy. Sleep with her. Did he have a child? He had a child. But that was not a child of promise. He had a child of the flesh. The Bible now says that Ishmael competes against Isaac. That's the problem. Once, oh, my satire. The problem with having Ishmael is this. You will train yourself to always have result by Ishmael. And Ishmael will give you temporary satisfaction so that you can do without Isaac. And ultimately, when Isaac is born, Ishmael will persecute Isaac. Are you here, somebody? And I'm saying it to you because as I'm saying this right now, somebody's like, yes, 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 calm down. Don't do it by Ishmael. Don't do it by Ishmael. Do it by Isaac. How do you do it by Isaac? Bible says, Nehemiah, and that's why as a businessman, you have to be spiritual. Every small thing, let me go and get a loan. You will get loan that will ruin you. Because some loan are Ishmael. Some loan, see, I believe that sometimes you have to take a loan, but some loans are Ishmael. It's not in God's will for God doesn't want to take the loan. Why? So that it can fully demonstrate his power. He doesn't want any bank to take the glory and say, We supported you. Sometimes you have to, but sometimes God doesn't want to do it. There's sometimes he told the woman, go and borrow vessels. But other times he didn't say borrow vessels. So you're going to the place of prayer to get the perspective. The strategy and what the empowerment. Hallelujah. And that's why if you're not a spiritual person as a CEO, I, I wonder what you do. Because there are things you can talk to God about, but there are things only God can talk to. Praise God. And the next thing you do is this. So you, you discomfort, you go into prayers. The next thing you do, which is very powerful, is this. Recognize the channels. Why? Five key channels God is to supply. Funding. Number one, your own work. Oh, yeah. Where did Jacob get money to start his business from? His own work. Number two, your own savings. Number three, family and friends. Number four, partnerships. Number five, leverages. Praise God. Watch online if you missed it. Let's pray.
Lord, help me not to give birth to Ishmael. Lord, help me not to give birth to Ishmael. Help me to discern. Let's go ahead and pray in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and pray in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and pray in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, help me not to give birth to Ishmael. Lord, help me not to give birth to Ishmael. Oh, let's go ahead and pray. Help me to be able to deliver what is of the Spirit. What is of the Spirit? Oh, glory to God. Help me to deliver what is of the Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you know some relationships are Ishmael relationships? Because you cannot wait for Isaac, you go to Ishmael. Oh, that's it. You will not wonder why Isaac is delayed. Because as soon as Isaac shows up, Ishmael starts fighting it. Glory to God. Lord, give me grace to be able to bet in the spirit Isaac and not compromise and bet Ishmael. Let's go ahead and pray, everybody. Stand on your feet, but let's go ahead and pray. Everybody stand on your feet. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead and pray. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Oh, yes. Lord, when you are throwing weight at me, help me to receive it and respond well. Help me to receive it and respond well. Help me to receive it and respond well. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. In Jesus' name we pray. Are you ready? No, that's so weak. Are you ready? Shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. There's the last prayer point. Hallelujah. Anywhere I've missed it concerning funding for my projects. Anywhere I've missed it concerning funding for my career and my business. Lord, redirect my step. Let's go ahead and pray in Jesus' name. Anywhere I've missed it, Lord, go ahead. Yes, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead. Lord, redirect my step. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, redirect my steps. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. And Father, we thank you for your word. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you because you've solved problems right now. You've opened our eyes. We now know what to do. We give you praise and glory. I'm praying that people will receive clear direction on the funding. And this year will be so full of testimonies of such. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can have your seat. If you're clapping your hands for the Lord, clap your hands for the Lord. Hey, if you want to make some noise, make the noise for the Lord. Hey! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and give our tithe and offering this morning as we begin to bring the service to a close.